Welcome to the most electrifying show where we discuss all topics related to high voltage. Let's go. What's going on, Blake? It's another good and glorious day. How it about is, man, man. Loving life. Yeah? Loving life, brother. That's good. You well, should be. So, big show. Big show? I'm excited. I'm excited for who we have on today. I am too. Mr. Sam. Mr. Sam. Can we call him Uncle Sam? Maybe. Hmm. Depends if he's patriotic or not. Well, ask him. Oh, I guarantee he's patriotic. Yeah? Well, he's in this industry. He's a business owner. Okay. In the great U.S. of A. Greatest of U.S. of A's. It is. Got to be patriotic. Got to be. Yeah. You got any thoughts before we get into this? Any new things happening to you this week? Anything you want to share? Not really. Uh, no? Work's kind of going about the same for me. Is uh, it? I don't know about you if you've ran anything interesting this oh, week. Oh, man. Let's see. The most interesting thing, a lot of rain. A lot of rain. A lot of rain. So a lot of flooding. Because, you know, most of our right-of-ways and substations aren't on, you know, prime soil. No. Yeah. I've had my fair share of working in the muddy clay areas of a substation. Mm-hmm. Just get it pounds of extra oh, weight added to the bottom of my boot. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Just I love it. It keeps accumulating, you know. <laughs> Whew. But yeah, other than that, been hot. Yeah. You know? Try to stay hydrated out there. Got to. Goes for everyone. That's right. Got to. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. All right. What do you think? We ready to bring Sam? I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm excited to have He's him got on. a lot to talk about. Can't wait to hear his story. All um, right. Good to bring him on. Let's do it. You ready? Yep. All right, Blake. Let's welcome to the show Sam. Sam is a journeyman substation technician from Michigan. He's worked in multiple states with work ranging from low voltage up to 500 kV. He is also the owner of an up-and-coming business called Sine Wave Apparel. Sam, welcome to the show. What's happening, guys? Glad to be here. What's going on, buddy? Glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much for reaching out. You were one of the first people. We announced this on Facebook to reach out, by the way, which... Greatly appreciate, right? We appreciate the support. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I was, I saw this, and I, I uh, was really excited to to see this happen. And I said, well, I wonder if I can share anything, uh, any insight to add some content and help make this thing happen for you guys. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> That's what we're here for, man. <laughs> we we depend on people like yourself, man, and and our industry as a whole does. Again, you're a small business owner. You started your sign wave apparel. You're not just calling and talking. You're you're a guy that is invested into this industry. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Very invested. Yeah. So, uh, Sam, give us your story, man. What what can we talk about? What you want to share with us? We'll just see how the conversation takes us, man. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, so my backstory is I got into the electrical industry in 2015. My dad is a has been a journeyman lineman since uh, the 80s. And when I was younger, that side of the industry really wasn't for me. I was never interested in it. Um, but I was I found out about substation work and electrical substation work and I looked into it more and I thought, well, that's more my alley, welding, fabricating, assembling, um, running equipment, things like that. So I applied for the apprenticeship middle of 2014 and early 2015, I got the call to come out as an apprentice and it was uh, completely life-changing and kind of a 180 from anything else I'd ever done in my life. Um, so I did a 7,000 hour apprenticeship through all that through IBW Local A76. Uh, topped out October of 2018, 
And uh, within a couple months after that, I kind of just started going out on my own and tramping, uh, traveling with some buddies I knew for a while. And then I met some buddies online through the net social network that we have and made my way all the way out to California. I worked out there for six months before coming back home. And it's been a crazy ride. If you don't mind, let me let me go back and question some of that. So first, uh, you said something interesting. Your dad was in this industry. What I think most people don't know is my uncle was in this industry, which is how I got you know, started. My dad was also in this industry in a different role hmm. with, with a, a different smaller co-op. And, and my uncle was working for the utility that ended up hiring me in the transmission arena, right? Hmm. But I hear that a lot. I, I, you know, we seem to be you almost know, like passing the torch, right? Exactly. Yeah. I hear that so many times, and exactly like Sam said. And even though he isn't doing what his father was doing, he like he said that Still, that kind of wasn't for me. But when he saw the substation side, it's he all was interconnected. Like, I find that interesting, right? I agree. I, I find that interesting. I hear that story over and over and over. I think that's a lot of our stories. Uh, so, Sam, if you don't mind, talk to me. About the apprenticeship, your your training, how did that go? Did did you enjoy it? Did you ever want to quit? Yeah, what or, were your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, it it was uh, it was all in all, looking back now, it was the best thing that ever happened to me coming up the way I did. I wouldn't say I had the easiest apprenticeship, but I also had a very well rounded apprenticeship that some guys don't get the opportunities that I had, and I was very fortunate for that. Um, Definitely, there were some days where I went, man, I don't know if this is for me when you're uh, when you're 80 foot up in a bucket truck and you got huge, you know, wine exit bridge beans swinging around. You're going, man, I don't know. You know, you question it some days, um, but then you, you get done with the day and you go, man, that wasn't so bad. Let's let's see what tomorrow brings. And then, you know, eight years go by of that and you just you look back and it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, I could imagine having some. uh second thoughts maybe but then at the end of the day if everything works out you know it's just uh oh yeah it's just part of life well and it is and sometimes those those worst days um when you look back are the ones you're most proud of right of course yeah so you know you're like man that almost killed me but by god we got it done (laughs) and now you're proud of it now you're showing everybody a picture yeah you know what i mean (laughs) so absolutely i think it's that i think you need to face adversity that's right. And that really helps you grow as a person. And I definitely faced my share of adversity, whether it was in my own head or it was my environment around me. And I think that really molded me into who I am today and not being afraid to take chances. Cause sometimes I don't want to say you take chances, but sometimes you go, I don't really know this. I'm not hundred percent confident in myself, but I'm going to go for broke and see what happens. Mm. Yeah. And you said something else that I liked too, which was you had, a, in your opinion, you had a very well-rounded apprenticeship, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that is crucial. And I'm 100% with you. I'm very fortunate. I didn't hire into one shop and work there my entire apprenticeship or my entire career. I was on probably six, seven different crews. Some were travel, some were local maintenance crews. And each one of those shops or each one of those crews had, you know, three, four journeymen. Hmm. So looking back, I'm really glad I got to work with a plethora of those journeymen, you know, so we're talking 15 to 20 journeymen and learn techniques, ideas, and and knowledge from each of those, right? And you can watch one guy work and you're like, man, he is not good at this. But then 
he's really good at something else. True, yeah. So you get to pick and choose this knowledge, right? Uh, it just continues to make you better being more well-rounded like that. So how do you apply that now? So you're you're a journeyman now. You're, you're still tramping, correct? I I am not at the moment. I'm actually oh. working a, a home gig right next to my house, and oh. I, uh, I got off the road for a little bit, and I kind of just kind of stayed off the road for a while. So I was working throughout Michigan, uh, actually real close to my house. I built, uh, I think, four or five substations within an hour radius of my house. It just so it just so worked out that for the seven years prior to that or whatever, I had never been within two hours of my house my whole career. Yep. So and then when I came back from California, I was within an hour of my house for, and, and I built six subs in that time or whatever. So I got a question for you, Sam. Um, mm-hmm. Let's reel it back in just a little bit. Um, what, for us apprentice guys, what is tramping? Could you uh, define that for us? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it, in my world, it's, you know, going out to a different local signing book too. So you'd be, a, you'd be a traveling journeyman off of their books. And normally, you know, especially in the outside locals, that's working out of state, well out of state, or at least out of jurisdiction. Um, so for me, that was working in Indiana. I worked all throughout northern and middle of Indiana. Okay. Uh, working through northern and middle of Ohio. And somehow I made it 2,500 miles out to California. And so, worked out there. The traveling life, huh? That's right. Yeah. I, I, spent, I actually, uh, as an apprentice, so it's crazy. Our, our jurisdiction in Michigan is everything but the thumb and the surrounding areas of Detroit and Detroit. So when I say Michigan's the rest of our jurisdiction, I mean the whole upper peninsula. I actually built a 46 kV substation up in Calumet, Michigan, which is... 40 uh, is 25 minutes north of Houghton Hancock, which is the far one of the far is about 20 minutes from the farthest point of Michigan in the upper peninsula. Wow. Which hmm. is about eight and a half hours from my house, I guess is the best perspective. Right. Um, and so it's, you know, I was just always traveling, worked in Northern Michigan, a bunch worked in Southwest Michigan, a bunch. And so I was just, I just figured, Hey, why not just keep going, you know, go where the, go where the big money, the big overtime's at. That's right. And so I did that. So did you like the traveling at all? What was uh what was something you liked about the traveling, I guess? Cuz I'm also myself I'm I've been traveling a little bit here and there and I just want to get that different perspective, especially from a journeyman now who's Maybe this would be a good time to tell Sam. So Sam, kind of what we're doing on the show is Blake has only been doing this less than, less a, than year. a year. Less than yeah. a year. So okay. we're trying to have that journeyman versus apprentice perspective. Yeah, if Blake you know, ask yeah, what, if I over ask yeah, you. <laughs> the tramp life and all that. That's why. And also, we're hoping that his viewpoint it isn't to make fun of him, but he's asking questions that apprentices in the field that maybe listen to this show would want the answers to as well, or people who are trying to get into it as well. Right? Yeah, we, have we that may have potential well-rounded, all-around, pulled together experience. That's right. that's right. But yeah, so that's where a lot absolutely. of these questions are coming from, boss. Oh, absolutely no, and that's that's perfectly fine, and I'll answer any question anyone's got. I, I uh, that's the one thing I I have no problem answering anyone's questions. But uh, what I like the most about tramping is so when you were talking about being well rounded, I was well rounded in the sense that I had learned almost every single aspect of building a substation, and sometimes some guys will get pigeonholed into not every single aspect. 
But mm. what I did not get was I stayed at one shop for three and a half years, almost four years. So I learned one shop's way of doing things. And I learned over the years of not working at the same place that once you get in one place, everybody kind of does things that same way yep. and you don't know any difference. Yep. And so when I got on the road, I was learning from guys that they had worked here or worked there and they had never done this. So then I'm teaching these guys and then I am learning, hey, this worked on this job. But now the same thing does not work on this job. I'm here. So now I need to figure out how to make what I've learned work for this. And I have to overcome and adapt. So now I'm working through things that I thought I learned and I'm building on that. And I'm learning some other guy's way of doing something like adjusting switches. Uh, I've learned four or five different people's way of how to adjust the switch and what style of switch. I didn't just learn one person's way. And, and so that was the great thing about getting out on the road and learning from, you know, a hundred different people is you learn a different perspective from everybody. Everybody has at least one thing they can offer to you and you should take it. Yep. I'd agree with that. I agree. You, you did your apprenticeship. You're working out of the union halls, you're signing books, you're dragging up. Um, yep. then, so you make journeyman. So now you, you said you've been close to home. What about two years? I think is what you said. Yeah. In December, it'll be two years, two years. So good on that. Mm. So now where, where do you see yourself? Where do you see your future? What are your goals here? Are you wanting to, to start dragging up and, and tramping again? Or are you ready for that settle down, maybe hiring with a local utility? Or do you have no desire to get locked down with one utility? I I can't say 100% because what I want to do changes like the weather in Michigan sometimes. <laughs> um, we understand you know, one that. Week, one week I'm ready to hook my camper back up to my pickup and, and go somewhere and, uh, and not come back for another year. Um, the next week I'm ready to sell it. And and then, yeah, as far as getting out with the local utility, I think there's pros and cons. I think the pros outweigh the cons. And I would, if, if that was available to me, I would definitely consider it. Um, it's kind of slow up in Michigan right now. So that's probably not going to happen for a little bit. And that's okay. I, I've got damn near a utility job right now. So right now I'm actually doing kind of a mix of, trades in a way i'm doing um overhead electrical but it is underground cable and they take it and they lash it to half inch steel messenger wire and then they'll run that from transformers into switch gears really and and then i i also maintain all of their outdoor electrical substations and then work with the inside wireman on maintaining inside electrical substation equipment. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. 
Wow. That sounds like a whole lot of stuff. I don't know anything. Ah, it, sounds, it, 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 <laughs> it sounds very interesting. It's a one-off thing. It's, yeah. So it, this is like an industrial 480 uh, distribution uh, layout. And it comes in as 138, transforms down to 13.8, I want to say. But it's Delta. And then it gets uh, it gets brought out to various substation and substations, and it gets stepped down again to uh, either five thousand or twenty five hundred volts, and then it goes and it gets stepped down one more time to four eighty as the industrial voltage. And like I said, it's all either delta or I was explained as an open Y. And to, to be completely honest with you, some of it still puzzles me. It's been a a very large learning curve learning to do this and the the type of work because I, I pulled some heavy heavy conductors in and nothing compares to pulling in 750 mcm underground cable yeah, overhead right. through hendrix blocks mm. if that's one thing i keep hearing about this industry is you're always learning something yeah you never oh, you man. never have it done. you have to though sure I you mean. have to and, and you will and that's that's why i always like substation so much was it seems like every single job I do, it doesn't matter where or when or who I'm with, something has changed. Nothing is the same. Uh, I did my first model poll uh, a few years ago in an AAP substation. I did, I put line X, or I put uh, bus supports on transformer blast walls one time. And I, I had, to, we had to weld all of that. Wow together nothing came welded together everything had to be welded and core drilled and it was it was crazy and then you know i, I had never done a bundled uh strain bus before right so i learned how to do that and how to pull that in and so it's just a constant learning of something new and it keeps you on your toes yeah that's the best thing about it it is so um absolutely so put you on the spot real quick and not to call out a utility or a company by name, but let's let's just think job sites or, or basic geographical location, yeah. right? Per Sam, favorite job you've ever been on? Favorite job I ever been on? I'll, that's a, I'll have to do two parts on that. Do it. Favorite job I've ever been on was I built a substation in Alpena, Michigan, for. Uh, the contractor I work for now, back when I was an apprentice, that took us seven months. It was, I want to say it was nearly 40 acres. It was huge. And we just, it was just busted out. It was hard. We did everything from the ground. I was on that job from the, from the start to that, to the last day we were there. I was so, the last one to lock the gate. So y'all doing, nice. y'all doing foundations, everything, civil work? Everything. Wow. Okay. Everything. I was, I, I had poured 200 foundations on that job. Uh, put in all, you know, put in my share of the ground grid, my share of the conduit, my share of the trendway, my share of the, I don't think we did the fence. I was the only job I didn't do the fence on. Um, you know, I, I put, I put up all the line exit structures. They're all a hundred foot. Um, I put up boss wired that, you know, brought in cable in the control house, wired the control house. Um, just everything spread stone hung lights wired in lights uh wired junction boxes wired breakers and so it was just uh that was the coolest job that's the job i really learned a lot on and uh yeah that one is the one that goes down as the probably my one of my favorite jobs but the the next one is is the 
the people. The coolest job was out in California, and it was all guys from different states, and we all just kind of worked together like we had been working together for years and years, and never any drama or animosity between anyone. We all just got along, and it was it was so much fun. And every day was a good day, and we all learned from each other, and yeah, uh, it was it was wonderful. That sounds like the best kind of. Well, just when you get to a, a job site and everything just works like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just it makes the days seem like it's not as long. Yeah, the camaraderie there is Absolutely. just yeah. When when you already know what your partner's thinking and he's already knowing what you're going to be doing, mm-hmm. yeah, you things, just work on things top are of just that. clicking, man. Yeah, yep, absolutely. That's awesome. So yeah, absolutely, that's, that's cool that you're you're doing ground up. I have never done that. Never, never. Nope. It's a lot. That's the one thing I'll say about Michigan is we really push our apprentices to learn everything from the ground up and. Um, some guys really like that. Some guys really don't. I, I don't hate doing concrete. I don't love it anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I much rather would hang miles of steel and bust before I ever poured another foundation again, but I know I can do it if I have to, right. and I have no problem with doing it. But the one thing that I would never do again, if I had it my way was I would never put a damn chain lift fence up ever again. Yeah. You never do a what? Boy, do I hate doing them every time oh, I look fence. at them. Yeah. He don't want to do chain link fence. So chain link. So you got to post the, yeah. Pulling post. that fabric. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Pulling fabric, setting posts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And we did them the old school way back in the day. And I'm going to say allegedly, cause I don't even know if you're, I know you're not allowed to do it no more, but you know, allegedly back in the day you used to put them in with a backhoe you didn't have like a, a fence driver you, you used the backhoe you push it down until it wouldn't go no more right and oh. then you'd kind of you kind of hold it level to it quit wiggling you smack it a few times and if the mushroom on the top you just trim the top off yeah. And yeah you just keep smacking it down until you hit your line and then you go to the next one and looking back i'm like we were we really did that every day like it was just no problem to do that you know cowboying man if it works cowboying yeah. brother. <laughs> if it ain't yeah. broke don't fix it that's, <laughs> that's right Woo. that's right osha right now is dialing our number <laughs> that's why i said allegedly you have no video proof yeah, of it that's no, right no, that's just 100 not confirmed <laughs> that's right mm-hmm mm. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share as far as your work? If not, again, if you got something you want to share, definitely do it. If not, I say we roll into maybe your side ventures. Okay. Yeah, let's roll into it. All right. So we said, you know, in your intro, you started Sine Wave Apparel. Why? What 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 was the the breeding ground of that? Was that just a Sam had a one too many beers and a crazy thought? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I mean that, that's just not a business you hear everybody right. getting into so no it ain't and so there's there's two big reasons number one i can't sit still right i, I just can't i like to keep i like to keep doing something and i was sitting in the hotel room and the straw that broke the camel's back was man why am i sitting here at night watching tv when i could be doing something positive with my time in a hotel room yeah work on something productive absolutely and so i said well, what am i going to do and so I look into these things and I go, well, FR clothing is something that's always been something that is, I don't want to, the, close to my heart's a poor choice of words, but it's always something that's annoyed me because half of it's either too hot, too uncomfortable, or too expensive. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I'm not knocking the main uh, cl- clothing companies out there. I think they're doing a great job with safety. I think they're doing a great job with testing and they're really 
uh, paving the way of the future here. For sure. But you know, I I don't know about you guys back home. We get we get a clothing allowance, so you get so much money in your allowance uh, right. per hour, and you know it just don't stretch. You know, it does if you want to buy the cheap stuff that's uncomfortable, that it's 100 degrees outside and you're soaking through it and, you know, you want to go climb a pole or you want to hop on a structure or even climb a ladder and you can't pick your legs up because they're just, your, your pants can't move. And uh, and so I saw that and I went, I, I can do, I, let's see what I can do with this. And so I started just kind of looking at what I want. I started, you know, looking at researching and researching and researching different textiles different ways of sewing, uh, what fabric does what, testing, you know, how they test this, how they test that. And I kind of went from there. Huh. Sitting in a hotel, bored out of your mind and decided this was the route you were going to go. Is there there any other desire to continue to cross into any other type of PPE or do you think you're just going to be in the FR market? I don't know. It's been a it's been a, a very interesting ride so far because when I started this, I did not expect it to go where it has gone. Yeah, kind of like a crappy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, <laughs> don't start influencing uh, our audio listeners. Now. Absolutely not. It's just uh, it's it's been a crazy like it's snowballed, and it's kind of like a lot of people say if I'd have known what I was getting into. I don't know if I'd ever done it. And I, sometimes I say that after spending, taking my job that pays well, live a good life to putting all of my spare money into it and working 16, 18 hours a day. Um, you know, it's definitely been a hell of a ride, but it's, uh, it's something interesting. And I don't know, I want to keep going. I want to keep building on my clothing line. I want to, I really want to build something that maybe in 10 years can compete with the big ones. That would be awesome. Um, my goal is to, at some point in time, make the world's most comfortable bibs because we all know that bibs suck. No one wants to wear bibs. You can't climb in them. You can't work off a steel in them. You, you can hardly hop in a bucket with them on. And uh, so I would like, that's my one long term, long term goal is what can I do to make the most comfortable bib overalls? That's a good goal. That's mm-hmm. a good goal. I got you. All right. Now, when it comes to running a business, again, small business that you are, does that influence now the jobs you're willing to take? Like if if Sam takes a, a call and drags up to, let's still out of state, uh, Washington, Oregon, Washington. right? But you're running a business in Michigan. Has, so has that kind of slowly influenced, you know, the direction that you want to go? or Or is that business autonomous? Do you have a wife at home that's helping run that in your absence? No, the business is at this point in time is ran solely by me. It's not autonomous. My wife is still going to school and she works, she works more hours than I do anymore. So it's, it's strictly on me. And yeah, it has really affected my, any traveling. And with the job I have now, it's kind of a, as long as I want a type of a job, it doesn't really run out. So it's one of those things where now I stay here and, and I, what's my, what's my priorities. And so my priorities is, is trying to make this business something because I've got gone too far now to just quit it. And so, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ball and chain to it at the moment. And uh, it's kind of, it's put the damper on traveling, but it's, it's a new goal, you know? Right. Sure. Something you could work towards and yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that challenge. And, it, and it sounds like you're in a good spot to be able to do this. So 
That's absolutely a lot of people aren't in that position. Like what you said, you have this job as long as you want it type scenario. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, a lot of guys know, Hey, October 5th, you're out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's how that used to be for me was, Oh, this is about wrapped up. You're headed here next. And, um, and you guys all know it, you know, your wife or whoever asked you where you're going to be at next week. And the answer is always, I don't know. Well, how mm-hmm. long? I don't know. Right. Well, when are you yeah. coming home? I don't know. What kind of hours you're working? I don't know. And now I can, I can kind of say I know. And so now I, I know how much time I can put towards this and, and make it happen. Right. No, that's good. Absolutely. That's really good. All right. Let's see. I'm looking over my talking points here. We recently did a news article about, let's see, staffing, right? I guess I'll ask you your opinion. Uh, you're, you're working out of the union halls, and you said something earlier that kind of triggered this. I believe you said right now, and maybe I'm completely wrong. Did you say earlier that right now work in Michigan is slowed down? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, yes. as far as I know. And now I also have to preface this by saying I haven't. I'm kind of out of that loop right now in the job that I have. Uh, you know, I'm working. I'm working off a book one out of the hall, but I don't really. I haven't kept up with a lot of my local uh, brothers. And so I just know that as far as line work has gone with distribution contracts and things like that, we're a little slow at the moment. Our primary, our primary customer is, is kind of slow, is slowing down at the moment. And so not a, not a ton of work out there, but there still is some work. I got you. What we were, have been reading is the fact that, there's tons of jobs that we can't get filled in this industry, but kind of what you're saying is what we're hearing though, right? We, we get these news reports, oh, there's thousands and thousands of jobs, mm. but exactly what you're saying is what we're he- hearing from the people in the industry, which is uh, things seem to be pretty slow. Yeah. And, and so and that's, I, I don't kind of find this interesting that we're being shoved something down our throat that there's 30,000 jobs that we have to fill. We have to fill. We got to fill all these positions, yep. right? More work than there is people. And then when we talk to the people, they're going, hmm, there's no we work. can't find no work. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it seems to be very contradictory. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. And I think. I think there is work out there, but you can't build a substation with air and shovels. You know, you need material. You got to have steel. You got to have True. transformers. Very bad. You got to have poles. You got to yeah. have steel. You know, you yeah. can't build a new. You can't build a new circuit. Can't do pole top rehab without cross arms, poles, and insulators. And if you don't have them, you're dead in the water. That's that's. I've seen that point. a lot in the last two years. Yep, that's a valid point. Everybody's still using the uh, COVID supply chain. Called excuse. I mean, we know COVID was real, but yeah, it God, definitely had an impact. I, but I, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. going to be 50 and still hear about supply. <sighs> I'm sure we will because of COVID. I think we will. You know how um, it's affected yeah. everything, even the people. I mean, we recently had another episode where we brought someone on and we talked about just people not wanting to step up. And yeah, you might need that that material and those shovels and all that, but having trouble get those getting those people right to work outside or just that's put right forth that initiative not, not as many kids a day want to use a shovel for a living no 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 there's not and you know i think back to the finding people that want to do this i think you i i think there's a lot of people that don't know 
what we do either. They just see one thing. They just see line work and they go, well, hell, I want to get into that. That sounds good. Right. And so they have, and then that's all they know. And they know they got to go to line college and then they're, they're waiting for something. Yeah. They don't know about, they don't know about substation. They don't know about relay. They don't know about anything like that. They don't know about pouring foundations, being an operator, et cetera. And I think that goes for a lot, a lot of different trades. And then that goes with inside wiremen, that goes with plumbers, that goes with pipe fitters, steam fitters, all, all of them. I think that there's just not enough information out there for kids to know what is out there and what they can do and all what they all need to do it, you know? Yep. This is, this is going to send me on another micro tangent. Sorry. Yeah. But you got a question. Go ahead. Bro. Uh, well, I'll just, I'll say that question for later, but to keep going on this topic, to stay topical here, uh, I guess a reoccurring question we've had, um, I guess we'll shout it out to you. What do you think is like a way or some ways that we could influence, whether it be, you know, talking to the younger generation about this or just opening the public eye to, you know, potentially help us get more people to work in this industry or whatever, you know, like, is there any kind of solutions you can think of at the top of your head or? We'll be back after a quick break. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. Well, I, I, you know, in the, the short answer, I think job fairs, I think teaching and talking about it at school, having your counselors look, tell you that, hey, maybe college isn't for you, but here's this viable option. Right. Um, but the long, you know, but on the other hand, too, I, I'm trying to do something like that. I, you know, I've done a bunch of, of promoting of the electrical industry on my TikTok, and I've actually gained some followers. I think one of my, TikTok got up to I want to say four or five hundred thousand views and forty some thousand likes and um because I you know and every time I just talk about how to get in and, and what you got to do and I I give up, I don't I don't hide nothing from anyone I want everybody to get a chance to come in and and we'll see how you work out but I want at least everyone to have a chance so I laid all the information out there for you how you get in here's where all of the training centers are you know. And I also think that non-union needs to do a better job as well. Uh, uh, not so much of the training, but, uh, st- you know, telling people, how do you get in with me? How do you get into, uh, how do you get into these places and get into being a substation tech or become a relay tech? Like I've been in the industry for eight years. I have absolutely no idea how to get into the relay side of things or how to get into protection and control, things of that nature. I can, I can tell you how to get in as a lineman or getting as a sub as you know doing substation construction but other than that i don't have the answers yep nope i'm with you honestly kind of going back full circle where we started if it weren't for mom that that kind of got me into this industry i i would have never knew about substation work same here and, and oh that it, is the truth and then it wasn't until i hired in i'm like what's this control house what are those relays yeah 
Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I never knew such a job existed. I, I, exactly. I yeah. So I completely agree. Nobody and, knows. And this is very eerily similar to a, a conversation we had, I don't know when, a couple of weeks ago, um, about how do we get people into this industry? How do we yeah. fill these roles? And it's funny. They, we're all kind of agreeing on the same yeah. thing. We're funneling and, down to like the same Sam solution. didn't even bat an eye. The first thing out of his mouth was job fairs, right? Yeah, job fairs. Reaching out to school, Absolutely. counseling, just so how come we in the field can identify this? I think like it's companies companies that are sitting on hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of budgets, can't do it. I think Ooh, it's like that's a, the million dollar question. You see what I'm saying? If, if Absolutely. I if I could take a stab at it, I if I coming into this industry with no prior knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, you really don't have that kind of there's no word about it. There's nowhere that's online that you can just be like, well, I'm sure they have different outlets, mm-hmm. that you, but you have to know it to research it. You know what I mean? It's not just widespread news that everyone knows. So I think it's more like a once you're in and you know, then it's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, of course, this is, it's this industry is this large. But prior to going in, I'm like, yeah, I know what a substation kind of is, but no idea on the back end, all the other stuff that plays into it, you know? Right. Well, but, and. All right. And, and Sam, I'm sure you, you've probably seen this as well, but Blake, here's one thing I've noticed as well. A lot of people in this industry constantly piss and moan about the good old boy system. And the good old boy system. The good old boy system. What's that? You've never heard of that? Thanks. Really? Yeah, I have. All right. So the good old boy system is, let's say I hire my cousin. Okay. Right. And then in five, six years, there's a job that's open for a promotion mm-hmm. and my cousin gets it. Well, that's a good old boy system. Clearly, uh, my cousin uh, could not have earned that job. That's so who you know kind of thing. But the problem is when we talk about nepotism, mm-hmm. right? Hiring family members. And sure. That always leads to the good old boy system. The problem is if we're not out there promoting these positions, if we're not out there hiring new people, just like I said, I have my job because of my uncle. Right. right? Uh, Sam said his father mm-hmm. worked for the utility. And mm-hmm. got into it because of his father. Well, then all we're doing is perpetuating the nepotism and the quote unquote good old boy system. That is true. If you're not going to bring Agreed. new blood into the pool, then don't piss and moan when you claim the pool is stagnated. True. Right? There's so, definitely a trend. There's a common denominator right. with all that. That's right. And, and I'm not justifying, by the way, anybody out there listening, I'm not justifying anybody that's been screwed out of a job because of what was truly a good old boy system that mm. was in place. Because no doubt that has happened, right? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, no, yeah. no doubt that's happened. I think we've all probably seen that happen. But that doesn't mean that every time someone gets a position over you, it's strictly because of good old boy. Mm. But again, if we're all hiring from the same pool of people, from from aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, fathers, grandfathers, then it's going to continue to be a problem in the sure. industry, right? Yeah. You know, I agree with that for we're, sure. We're all legacy at this point, right? Kind of. I, mean, I, mean. I mean, we're all legacy. We're like, you know, if your dad went to Harvard, you go to Harvard. Yeah. Um, and that's really what yeah. we're working on at this point is most of us are third, fourth, even fifth generation utility workers. Mm. Yep. Which that's not saying that necessarily it's a bad thing. No, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. Sure. I'm a fan of it. Yep. I, I I love the fact that my dad did this work, that my uncle did this work. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, but but at the same you can time, see the if other we're side. not recruiting new yeah. blood, if we're not actively advertising, 
then guess what you're going to get? You're going to get my nieces and nephews, mm. right? You're going to get Absolutely. my sons and grandsons. Mm. Um, yep. Or go fill the jobs with someone else. True. There's your two options. And a lot of them. <laughs> absolutely. And a lot of it, you just don't, you know, when you don't know how to get in, you're going to go to family first. And, hey, I don't know how to hire Joe off the street, but my my nephew, my grandson, whatever, he's expressed interest in it. So let's bring him in and show him. Yep. You gotcha. know? And I don't think, any, you know, and I understand the good old boys clubs, definitely true. But I also, when I got there, the first thing they said to me when they found out we had the same last name was, well, boy, you got some big shoes to fill, and right. hopefully you can mm-hmm. fill them. Right. You know, I, I wasn't handed a handed a job and said, oh, here you go. You're set for life. It was, oh, you got a rep- you have a reputation to uphold, and you will uphold it. And I, you know, I've, so I've had to live with that. I had to live with that for a long time. And so I, I had to make my own reputation, you know? Yep. That's right. I'm sure it was interesting. That's right. Blake, uh, we're encroaching on our time mark here. Did you have anything else for Sam? Um, yeah, just I did actually have one yeah, more question hit for us him. Up, brother. Um, and this does go back to the FR thing, but just as, you know, like as us apprentice guys, I know for me, I don't have like a ton of FR clothes, but if you could just recommend like material wise, what's like the most comfortable bang for your buck clothing? I option? would. What, well, what I'll tell you is, is this, if you buy uh, now, I, I know that there is, so let's say your top of the line is up here to 10 and your bottom of the barrel is at a four. If you can find something in the six that, you know, that is, you know, $70, $80 a shirt, look for high vis first. So you don't have to wear a vest because if it's thick yep. and you got to wear a vest, now you've added another layer onto that and that's horrible. Yeah. If you're looking for pants, you know, look for something that is a little more relaxed fit, a little more breathable and look for something that has spandex in it. It's going to be FR treated. Um, the 100% cotton can be a little bit thicker. And if you buy it and it feels thick, it's going to feel thick in the, in the summertime when you're wearing it too. Mm. So, you know, look for that. I always, I liked when I was an apprentice, when I didn't have a ton of money for clothes, uh, canvas work pants could always be a little bit, little bit thinner. Uh, you kind of, you do sacrifice your range of motion with those. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I spent big money on, nicer clothes and then they they held up for a lot longer than i expected them to and i always there's always comfortable and i wore them i guess and, you get uh, what you pay for yeah, yeah absolutely all right so sam as we wrap this show up man let's give you the floor brother it's yours any shout outs anybody you want to throw a shout out to obviously feel free to plug your business yeah but yeah you got the show man all right well i want to i want to Give a shout out to all my everybody that I've ever traveled with, everybody who's ever had an influence on me. Thank you. And I appreciate everything. And I miss a lot of you. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Um, as far as plugging my business, you can find me at www.signwaveapparel.com. That is all one word. Signwave is S I N E. And you're going to find some great prices on comfortable products i wear them every day myself i stand behind them everybody that's bought one turns around and buys three more um i'm not out trying to gouge anybody on prices i'm trying to make a little money while giving some people uh great products and something that people can enjoy wearing for a long period of time and i'm going to keep growing uh look at the inventory next year this upcoming year sorry and it's going to keep getting bigger. I've got, I'm adding more stuff here very soon. So 
go out there and subscribe because you'll get some emails with discount codes. Sounds great. All right. So they can subscribe to what your newsletter. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yep. So go on the website and it's going to, it's going to have a pop-up that says subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to it because come, come Labor Day, there's going to be something. Um, I want to do a, a little project. I don't know what you want to call it. A promotion with some stickers eventually, which there'll be more information on that when I get everything wrapped up for that. Um, yeah, I do. I do sales and catch my sales. Um, reach out to me. Let me know what's going on. All right. Well, sounds good. But yeah. you got anything else for Sam? No, I just uh, thank you again, Sam, for coming on the show. Um, Absolutely. It was awesome having you on. Yeah. I appreciate it, Sam, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again here in the future, man. 100%. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Thank yep. you. All right, Blake. How about that, Thank man? You. We're good to go. Yeah. What do you think? I think it was good. I uh, think it was great. Pretty interesting stuff out there. The um, man's traveled, it sounds like. He said he worked for AEP at one point, so I'm going to say that's usually the West Virginia area. Okay. I think they get into some Pennsylvania, so it, that's the furthest east I heard him talk about. And then all the way to California. He's clearly been around the block once, maybe twice. I'm sure I'm sure he's um, been around. I still um, enjoy hearing the same legacy stories. No, it is super on, cool. I mean, you know, his dad was in the industry. Yeah. I, I think that stuff is really cool about our industry. I feel like it adds like a certain volume to it. So yeah. Just like, a, oh, I got curious about it one day. And that's not to discount the people who have don't have that legacy. No, not but, at all. Um, there's it's something interesting about it. There is. It's like and, a passed down. And like then generational. And then you got to take it, dude. That's not willing to sit around and be lazy. Oh, for sure. So what does he do? He's like, I'm going to start another company. That's right. Like you got to respect that, initiative. that, right? That's that initiative. You got to respect that. Absolutely. And, and not only is he like, hey, I'm going to start another company. His sole intent of starting another company is to help us in the industry. Mm-hmm. Right. That's pretty awesome. I think it's super cool. I do too. I wish him much success. Absolutely. He's against a lot of big players, right? We 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 know there's a brand out there that starts with a C, one with a T. Yeah, those um, brands. But you got to give the guy respect. Absolutely. For saying, I don't care that these are multi-million dollar companies. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I'm doing my thing. And he's relying on us, right? Like, sure, absolutely. Us in the industry, word of mouth. The guy ain't throwing commercials in the Super Bowl. No. We're doing our part. But you're right. There's a level of respect you got to give for that. There is. Absolutely. He, he he attacked a market that is filled with some big names. Yeah. So I find that pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, what do you got for wrap up, man? You got anything? Oh, should we go ahead and let them know? Um, At this point, we're going to Thursday be dropping overtime with Sam. Yeah, we will. And we're going to be talking all about FR. One, again, to help plug his business. But number two, we're going to be asking a lot of questions. We wear FR every day. Absolutely. But do we honestly know much about FR? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know that I know as much as I think I do. I like so, to be more informed on it. So That's what I'm saying. So too. So Thursday, we're going to be having a overtime episode dropping with Sam of Sine Wave Apparel. And uh, yeah, so I, I look forward to, to y'all hearing that as well. Absolutely. We ready? We ready to hit the outro, man. Let's hit this Let's outro. Let's hit this outro. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thank you all for listening. We're very excited to see where this thing takes us. If you guys want to check us out, where can they check us out, Jeremy? Oh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and email us at workingwithlightning at gmail.com. Man, that sounds great. It is. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Appreciate your time. Yep. Take it easy, everyone. See you.